Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, Revolution? God bless you guys. Thank you guys for joining us today. We're going to have an awesome time discovering God's unchanging love. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you. Honor and privilege to have you. Those of you are Revolution family, we're starting a new series today called Make Jesus Great Again. I know a lot of you guys are thinking right now, why do you want to do something like this? I just feel like here's the deal. Jesus has always been great. Always remember that. But what we want to do is we want to remind ourselves with this series how great Jesus really is. And if we have forgotten, or if we have let culture, or if we have let circumstances, or if we let situations rise up in our lives and put pressure on us to where we have forgotten how great Jesus really is, then I want you to stay with me in this series. I just believe we are going to have an amazing time. My goal of this series is actually for Jesus to become so great in our lives that we actually experience personal revivals. I believe the greatest move of God that the earth has ever seen is about to happen to planet earth. And it's going to happen when we all come together to say we are going to make Jesus great again. Come on, somebody put that in the chat. We're making Jesus great again. The goal of this series is to revive us. The goal of the series is to remind us about how great he really is. And if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, then the goal today for you is to come to know how great Jesus is, even if it's for the first time in your life. All right. So go with me today in the word of God. Let's pray as we get into this. And I just believe we're going to have a tremendous time today. All right, so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all those who are watching. I thank you, Lord God, for those who who would join us here today and have ears to hear. I pray, Heavenly Father, that we would just turn off the filters today, that we would turn off all prejudices today and just receive the word of God in Jesus' name. Father, I just pray that you use me, that you anoint this time together, that you anoint our team here today to bring this message with clarity in your name, we pray. Amen. All right, a lot of things come to my mind when I think about making Jesus great again. He was a healer. He was a deliverer. He walked on water. He raised people from the dead. He told one of his disciples to go fishing and catch a coin in his mouth. There were so many things that you could say about Jesus that were so great. He was compassionate. He was full of love. The thing that I want to focus on today before we jump into the heart of of this series is this. I want to remind you guys this, that the thing that I see in the scriptures more than anything in my mind, was how approachable Jesus was. Jesus was so approachable. He was so different. He was so different from the other religious leaders who saw themselves as high and mighty, and they were learned, and they were, they were accomplished. And so here they were at the top end of the stratosphere in society, and, and oftentimes 
doing nothing with the lower end of the society, okay? And here's who followed Jesus. You guys ready? He was shockingly accessible to anybody who was undesirable, unwanted, and rejected. When you study the life of Jesus and you study the way he ministered to people, it was the rejected people that found their way to Jesus. The undesirable people, the sick people, the unwanted people, people in society that you would think should be forgotten, all right? But they were so special to Jesus. And they were not only special to Jesus, but Jesus was so approachable to them. Were these lower-ended people, the, the unwanted, the undesirable, the reject, where they would not approach one of the high and mighty religious leaders, they approached Jesus, the Son of God. They approached Jesus. Think about this. He was as much God as he was man, as he was man as he was God, and yet this stratosphere of society found a way to him. And Jesus, shockingly, made himself available to them. This is amazing. And we're going to find out it hasn't changed. We're going to find out that he's still approachable. That's why he's great. We're making Jesus great again because whatever situation you find yourself in, please know that we serve a Jesus who is approachable, who cares about you. Even if you feel unwanted, undesirable, or rejected, he loves you. He is here for you. He wants to be great in your life. Come on, somebody. So let's go. Let's go to the scriptures together. Come on. Let's see them for ourselves. I want you to see several examples in the Word of God. Get your Bible. Get your reading device. Whatever it is that you use, I want you to see for yourself. Get hope. Let hope rise up in your heart about how approachable Jesus is and how he hasn't changed. He's still there for you today, all right? Look at this. In Matthew chapter 8, our first example, I want you to see how Jesus allowed a very sick person, a very sick and rejected person to touch him, to reach out to him. Listen to this. Let us, Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. The masses are following this approachable Jesus. That's why, This is one of the reasons why the religious leaders hated him so much, because all of these people were following Jesus, and they were emptying out their churches. They were emptying out their leadership. And so every Sunday would come, there's nobody in their church, and all these thousands of people are following Jesus. Why? He was approachable. All right, watch this. Large crowds followed him. Verse 2, a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. I want you to see this. He came and he knelt before Jesus in the middle of this crowd. Why is that so important? Because it was illegal for a leper to be in public. It was illegal for a leper to be around other people that were not lepers. He could have been stoned on the spot. But something inside of him knew this Jesus is different. This religious leader is different. This one, is he's got this air about him that says, approach me that says, you can come to me. And that's exactly what this leper did. He risked his life. He risked his life leaving the leper camp where all the lepers had to live, leaving that life of rejection, leaving that life of being unwanted. And he found an approachable Jesus. Watch what he does here. Lord, if you are willing, 
You can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. Be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. This all started because Jesus was approachable. He's still approachable, you guys. He's great because he's approachable. There was this wayward woman in Luke chapter 7. Here's Jesus. He's sitting at a party. He's the honored guest at this big party. And he's there with his disciples. They're eating. They're drinking. They're doing what they do. And this wayward woman, a woman of sin, she finds out that Jesus is there. And she decides to just insert herself into the equation. She doesn't care because she knows something about Jesus is approachable. Something about Jesus is different. So she decides to risk her life. She decides to just risk being embarrassed. And she inserts herself into this equation in front of all of these guests. She goes to Jesus and she begins to wash his feet with her tears. Then she begins to dry his feet with her hair. What an amazing situation. She wouldn't have been able to do that if she didn't think Jesus was approachable. And here's something that this, that's a really cool tidbit. Most scholars believe that this same woman that did this is the woman that Jesus saved from being stoned, the adulterous woman. Her life was so transformed. Her life was so moved by how approachable, how available Jesus was that she was willing to embarrass herself to this degree. Come on, you guys. If you feel unwanted, rejected, lost in any way, I am telling you, Jesus is approachable. I want to see something else. I want to see, this is an amazing story in Matthew chapter 5. This is a synagogue leader. This is a leader in the church. Okay, now remember, this, this guy had to make a decision. Was he going to side in with the religious leaders who hated Jesus? Or was he going to side in with Jesus because something was different, because something was approachable about this Jesus? Watch what happens here in Matthew chapter 5. Look what it says here, verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. So here he was, again, masses of people following Jesus. Mm. Masses of rejected, unwanted, undesirable people are following Jesus. Prostitutes, tax collectors, everyday people, people who are lost, people who are broken, people who needed a Savior were following Jesus. And the synagogue leader, watch what he does here. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He fell at his feet. He fell at his feet. What's going on here? He knows Jesus is approachable. And he falls at Jesus' feet. Watch this. And he pleads with him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she'll be healed and live. And Jesus went with him. Jesus interrupted his plans. Jesus interrupted his schedule. Jesus interrupted all the appointments he had to go with this man. Why? He's approachable. And he's making himself available to us today. We, made, we want to make Jesus great again. And first understand this, that he is approachable. And he's still waiting to approach us as well. I'm thinking about this with Peter, the apostle. 
You know, a lot of you guys know the story how he failed miserably. When Jesus needed him the most, when Jesus needed Peter in his darkest hour, Peter failed him. He not only failed, he lied, cussed, he rejected Jesus. And, and, and after, afterwards, Jesus and Peter backslid to such a certain state that he actually went back to fishing. He left the ministry. He left what he was doing with Jesus for three and a half years. He was the leader of the pack. Come on, somebody. He left all of that, and he decided, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to return to my profession. I can't deal with this guilt, this rejection, this shame that I have because I, I rejected my Lord in his deepest need. And so he went back to fishing. He went back. He, to, he wanted to hide maybe the hurt in his profession. And, and that's what we do sometimes when we're hurt, when we're rejected. We go back to something familiar because that makes us feel good. Trust me. A lot of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It brings a sense of peace. It brings a sense of, of, of tranquility. But it's false. It was all false peace because Peter was called. Peter was supposed to be the leader of the disciples, and Jesus knew it. And so here's Peter. He's out there fishing. And not only did he backslide, but he took the other disciples with him. Man, what a mess this was. And so they're out fishing this morning, this one day, catching nothing. And while they're fishing, they hear this voice from the beach. And this voice says, cast your net on the other side of the boat. And I want you to be Peter. You're in the boat. You hear this voice. You haven't caught anything. And this voice from the shore saying, throw the net on the other side of the boat. And, all, and Peter, I can just imagine Peter going, wait, who makes a statement like that? And he recognized it was the Lord's voice. And imagine being Peter for a second. He's, he's in the ship. The voice is on the, on the beach. And he decides on his own to jump into the water. He recognizes this is Jesus. He leaves the boat. And while, listen, while Peter is on his way to shore, the other disciples are still in the boat and the fish are jumping into the net miraculously, just like the first time that Peter experienced when he was called three and a half years earlier. But Peter didn't care. He's swimming to shore. He recognizes the voice. He knows that this is Jesus, the approachable Jesus. This is his Lord. And if Jesus wasn't approachable, Peter wasn't going to do this. And something miraculous happened on the beach that day. And Peter was restored by an approachable Jesus. And Peter went on to do great things for God. Amazing. Amazing. This is who Jesus is. This is the reason why maybe we've forgotten how approachable Jesus is. Maybe we don't think he is approachable today. I want you to see in the word of God that he still is. Why was Jesus so approachable? Some of you might say, well, because he was the son of God. Some of you might say that was his mission. That was his ministry. And those are good answers. But I believe the answer is actually found in one of Jesus' central messages of that day. And we're going to see the heart of the matter today, why Jesus is so great. Why we're making him great again in our lives, all right? Look at this. And again, Jesus has always been great. But maybe we need a reminder 
Let this series help us to remind ourselves about how great Jesus really is. All right, look at this in Matthew chapter 11. This is his central message of the day. And I still believe it is his central message today. Look what he says here. Oh, come on. I want you to see this for yourself in the word of God. Whatever device you have, I want you to see this. Let faith rise in your heart. Let hope come to you that Jesus really is great. And he wants to be great in your life. And he wants to do great things through your life. Come on, would you believe me? Will you go with me? Will you read this with me with that attitude? This is what Jesus said. This is his central message here. Matthew 11, 28. Are you tired? Are you tired of being rejected? Are you tired of being unwanted? Are you tired of feeling like your life is just going nowhere and that you're never going to measure up? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Key right here. Are you burned out trying to please these guys who are up over here who have all these words, who have all of these things that they tell you to do and that they don't even do them themselves? Are you tired of that? Are you tired of feeling like you'll never be wanted, that you'll always be undeserved? Are you tired of that? Are you tired of not measuring up? Come to me. Hmm. Approach me. This is the approachable Jesus. Get away with me. You'll recover your life. You won't be rejected anymore. You won't be undesirable anymore. You won't be unwanted anymore. It is not the will of God for you to feel that way, he was saying. It is not the will of God for you to be made and created in the image of Almighty God to feel rejected, unwanted, and undesirable. He says, come away with me. You're going to recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I'll show you. Watch this. Walk with me. This is approachability. This, this, this is amazing. This isn't the message of the day. This isn't what those people heard. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Watch this part. Learn. The unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, this is so beautiful. Grace is unforced. It's not worked up. It's not something that you have to earn. It's free. It's given. Jesus gives it to us freely. Freely. Notice, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. I won't. You're not going to come sit with me and I'm going to tell you all the things you've done wrong. I'm not going to point out the sin in your life. I'm not going to point out the mistakes in your life. Do we all have sin in our life? Yes. Do we all have mistakes in our life? Yes. But he says right here, I'm not going to point them out. I'm not going to deal with you. I'm not going to tell you how wrong you are. I'm not going to tell you how many mistakes you've made. I'm not going to tell you your life is like this because all the bad choices that you've made. I'm not going to say any of that. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Watch this. Here's his solution. Keep company with me. Come on, stay with me. I'm approachable. I'm going to become great in your life. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You're going to learn how to peel off all that rejection. You're going to learn how to peel off all those feelings of being unwanted. You're going to learn how to peel off all of those bad situations, those bad behaviors, those bad situations in our life that we feel are destructive. You're going to peel them all off. 
effortlessly he says here. He says it. I'm not saying it. He says it. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What a radical message. What a radical message he preached every time he went out. That's the reason why the rejected, the dejected, unwanted, undesirable followed him. And he makes his promise to restore their life to them, to restore meaning to them. Oh, this is the reason why Jesus is great. He will restore meaning to your life. He restores purpose. He restores the things that are lost, that are hurting and broken. This is what he does. This is amazing. Now, here's what's so interesting. This, this message, this was one of Jesus' central messages, right? And so he says this amazing statement here on the heels of a preaching tour that he just finished. So what happened, if you back up in the scripture, and we don't have time to do that, Jesus was out preaching. He was preaching in Chorazan and Bethsaida and doing what he normally does, trying to win people to his message. And here's what happened. He met such religious opposition. He met such rejection, right, that he actually praised this prayer. Watch this. If you back up, this is the prayer that Jesus prays before that great statement we just read, right? Watch this. Watch Jesus' prayer. This is amazing. Matthew chapter 11, 25 through 26. Notice what it says. Abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer. Watch how he starts. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You've concealed your ways from sophisticates and know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. This is amazing. God concealed himself from those who think they know it all, from those who think they have all the answers. God conceals himself from the high and mighty, and he reserves himself for the ordinary people. He spells things out clearly. And here's the first thing he spells out, you guys. I'm approachable. And nothing has changed. And guess what? He is still spelling it out clearly today. If you get anything today in making Jesus great again in our life, notice this, that he is spelling things out clearly. He's still reaching out to the unwanted, the undesirable, the rejected, the hurting, the broken. He is saying, come to me. Approach me. And he's going to restore life to us. And here's how I know. Notice what it says here is, is we get ready to, to really get down to some brass taps over here. Look at this. Look what he says here in John 6, 37. Guys, listen. Such a powerful scripture we're about to read. I want you to fasten your seatbelts, okay? This is what makes Jesus great again. Watch this. John 6, 37. Watch what he says. All whom my Father gives or entrusts to me, will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will most certainly not cast out. I will never, no, never reject one of them who comes to me. I will never, no, never reject anyone who comes to me. 
Let that sink in. This is the reason why Jesus is so great. If you have a sin issue in your life, come to him. He's not going to reject you. If you've got a drug problem, come to him. He's not going to reject you. If you're addicted to pornography, come to him. He's not going to reject you. Whatever you are facing in your life, if it's financial, if it's marital, if it's a massive decision, money that you've lost because you've gambled it away, come to him. He will not reject you. This is what he's saying here. This is why Jesus is so great. And he makes a statement. Listen, Jesus knows a lot about rejection. He was rejected by his family. He was rejected by the religious leaders, the people that he should have had some sort of alliance with, but he was rejected by them. He was rejected by his own followers. He was even rejected by one of his own disciples. So this is Jesus who understands a little bit about rejection. Amazing. And I think because Jesus understands this thing about rejection, I think he understands what we're going through. If we feel rejected or dejected, unwanted, undesirable, he gets it. He experienced it. Now he's saying, come to me. I understand. I'm approachable. I want to help you. <laughs> Think about this, you guys. What's one of the greatest things that Jesus ever did was say, just come to him in the exact state of mind that you are. And he won't reject you. I, I, I don't care what you've done. What I'm sharing with you is what makes Jesus great. He says, come. The reason why I get so passionate about this is because when I look at my own life, when I think about, I think about the things that I've done and the experiences that I've had and the, the things that I've gone through and that he would still say to me, come just like you are. Come just like you are. Watch what I'll do in you. Watch what I'll do through you. I'll never forget sitting, sitting in a church service, maybe just like this, when I heard a man talking about some of these same kind of principles. And he made this statement. He said, God has a plan for your life. When that man said that in my dejected and my rejected, unwanted, undesirable phase that I was in, thinking that God was mad at me, thinking that God would reject me and God was rejecting me, I heard this man say these words and I never forgot them. And I, and I had this conversation in that altar call with, to myself and to God. I said, God, you mean with all the crazy that I've done, all the people that I've hurt, all the, all the nasty things that I've been a part of, you still have a plan for my life? And I heard the Lord say, yes. Didn't reject me. Didn't point out all of the crazy things. Didn't point out all the sin in my life. He just said, come to me. And I did. And I've been following him ever since. Maybe you're watching today. Maybe you're listening today. And maybe I'm speaking to you. Maybe you're feeling rejected. Maybe you feel like whatever thing that you've done is so bad that even God can't forgive you. I'm telling you right now, God is not mad at you. He is extending himself to you right now. 
Here's what he's saying here. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 6, verses, uh, uh, Ephesians 6, uh, verses 4 to 6. Notice what it says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, God who is rich in mercy, God who is rich in mercy, this God who is approachable. He made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Why? It's by grace that you've been saved. Grace. God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. It's by grace that you've been saved. God did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. We couldn't save ourselves. Friends, that's why you need a Savior, because you can't save yourself. And that's the reason why this promise of Jesus being so approachable is so real, because it's not something that you can do to earn. It's not something that you can that you deserve even. It has everything to do by what he initiated at the cross 2,000 years ago. He said, you've been, you're saved by grace, by God doing for you what you could not do for yourself. Watch this. And God raised us up with Christ. When you receive Christ, he raises you up. He raised you up. He puts you into a place that's wanted. He puts you into a place that's desirable. He puts you to a place of acceptance, right? And watch this. He seats us with him in the heavenly realms with Christ. Listen, when you sit with somebody, it's an approach situation. You sit with somebody, you're conversing, you're talking, you're fellowshipping. This is what he offers us. This is amazing. So many times, so many times people want to run ahead to the end of the book of Ephesians. Little note right here, where they want to put on the armor of God and stand. Listen, before you can even stand in Ephesians chapter 6, he's called us to sit with him and learn and fellowship in this approachable way. Come on, are you getting this today? This is amazing. And finally, he tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, boldly come to the throne of grace, not the throne of judgment, not the throne where God's going to point out your mistakes, not the throne where your faults are going to be listed. That's not what he says. Come to the throne of grace, the throne where you cannot do for yourself. Come to this throne where I want to do things for you that you cannot do for yourself. That's what this means. What an invitation. Come to the throne of grace. Why? That we may obtain mercy. You know what mercy means? Mercy means not getting the things that we deserve. We deserve the punishment of sin. We deserve to be separated from God. We deserve the wrath of God. But it says that we'll obtain mercy. That we won't get those things. Why? because of what Jesus did, not because of what you did, or not because of what I did. Come to the throne of grace, we attain mercy, and find grace in our time of need. Friends, this is the reason why I'm passionate about this, making Jesus great again in our life, because he loves us. And if you've forgotten how much he loves you, if you've forgotten how you can approach Jesus like this, then I pray that you've been revived. I pray that you've been encouraged. And if you don't know that this is one of the things that made Jesus great, that the lost, the rejected, the undesirable, the unwanted could approach him. And maybe you're 
listening right now and you're feeling like one of those? Lost, unwanted, rejected? Maybe you feel so dejected because of a mistake that you can't forgive yourself of? Maybe you made a bad decision that's, that cost you your marriage? Maybe you've had a uh, falling out with somebody that has completely changed the trajectory of your life? Whatever the case is. Maybe, maybe it's a drug issue. Maybe it's a secret sin issue. Whatever the case is, I'm telling you, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is here right now. He's speaking directly to you. He's saying, I feel like the Lord is saying, came for you, came for the lost, the rejected, the undesirable, the unwanted. He came for the one who's broken in sin. He's came, come for the one that's, that's weighed down with the heaviness of a bad decision, a bad financial move. He came for you. And right now, he's reaching out. He's saying, approach me. Approach me. That's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm still approachable. I still want to help you find the the unforced rhythm of grace. I still want to help you find this free and easy relationship that we can have with him, that we can have an intimate walk with him, a close walk with him, like the disciples had. That's what he's saying today. If you've never put your faith in this Jesus, maybe you've only heard about a religious Jesus. Maybe today you haven't heard about how approachable this Jesus is. Then I extend an invitation to you today to put your faith in this Jesus. Wherever you are right now, I want you to pray a simple prayer. Invite this Jesus into your heart. I want to lead you right now without a bunch of fanfare right now. I know I'm speaking to somebody who feels rejected. He is not rejecting you. Pray this prayer out loud like this. Say, Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. Come help me. I receive your Lordship now. I believe that you are the Son of God who can help me with where I'm at right now. I take you as my personal Lord and Savior today. Amen. It's that simple. Oh, it's that simple. This is where that free and easy and the unforced rhythm of God's grace begins right here. So I'm so proud. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, do me a great big favor. Be bold about it. Don't sit on your hands on this one. Type the word, type the name Jesus in the chat. Just do that. Let me know that you prayed this prayer for the first time, all right? And don't just, you know, oh, I prayed this secretly. Listen, do this, and I want to send you a link. And here's something, this is a choice that you can make. You can choose to hit that link or not. The reason why that's important is because everybody who puts their faith in Jesus has a next step. And I want to give you that next step. That's why we put that link in there for you. If you choose to click it, great. If you choose not to, that's great too. But at least we will pray for you. And we're going to stand believing that whatever 
situation you find yourself in that from this point forward, your life's gonna get better and better and better. And if you're listening today and you're like, you know, Pastor Dino, I feel like a personal revival needs to come to me, then we wanna pray for you too as well. Come on, put your prayer request in the chat and our team's gonna come into agreement with you and believe God that throughout this series that we're gonna make Jesus great again. But it's gonna start right here that you gotta know for yourself personally that you can go to him, that you can approach him in any way. You can approach him because he loves you and he died for you, all right? I love you guys, I'm so excited about this. Share this with somebody. You know somebody that's discouraged, somebody that needs to be encouraged, somebody who's forgotten how great Jesus really is, share this with somebody. It's the easiest way to reach out to somebody that you can by hitting that share button, all right? God bless you guys, I love you and we'll see you real soon. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.